on the big screen. Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Master Podcast, all about animated movies not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today we're going to talk about what is, as far as I know, the highest grossing animated feature not made by Disney that's traditionally animated. So, normally speaking, when we think of Disney, we mostly think of their 2D features. As of late, they haven't really been doing any. In fact, the last time they did one was Winnie the Pooh 2011. But yes, for the longest time, we thought of, you know, 2D animated features, whether it was The Lion King, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, any of those. Uh, and of course, Disney truly reigned supreme with that. Not that they don't now. I mean, realistically, a lot of the highest grossing animated features are still Disney. But we've seen more competition prop up over the years, be it the Shrek movies, the Despicable Me movies, Ice Age, whoever. But those are all CG animated features. When we think of competition with their 2D stuff... There's really not much we got going there. There, there is some stuff. I mean, of course, especially if you go with foreign stuff, we've got, you know, anime. But normally speaking, there's not anything that has ever been considered to be a major threat to them in that department. Of course, there was a few stuff like the Don Bluth movies, like An American Tale or, yeah, The Land Before Time. But yeah, it's nothing that's ever been considered to be that big of a threat to them. Uh, so it is a pretty big deal to see what exactly is the highest grossing feature not made by Disney that's 2D animated. And that would be the Simpsons movie, which is now owned by Disney because of the Fox buyout. So cool. But look, the Simpsons movie was not made by Disney. It was just bought by them. So, of course, that's why I'm talking about it on this show. It's been 15 years. So, happy 15th anniversary to that movie. How is it? Because normally speaking, when it comes to movies based on shows, you can get hit or miss. You do get the ones that really stand out, that really make, um, really make their mark and are fun, even if you've never actually seen the show. Or you could get ones that are so reliant on the show, is full of references to the show, or just goes outlandish with their, with their plot to the point that it's um, hard to really enjoy, even as a fan or a non-fan. The Simpsons movie falls under the, it's a great movie. It, it is a really fun movie, whether you're a fan or not. Though realistically, with how long the show's been going, chances are you've seen at least an episode or two, or at least get the dynamic of the show. Because, the of course, uh, with The Simpsons, they've been everywhere, whether it's comics, video games, commercials, theme park rides, everywhere. And, of course, you know, now they're even at Disney. So, with that, it's it's pretty easy to get into this without having really been into the show since you'll normally get the dynamic and while there is stuff that is more for the fans than that is for anyone else doesn't really impact the story all that much like there's a whole bit where we finally see homer go through um springfield gorge which is one of the most memorable scenes from the the first season where he skateboards into it and ends up falling, getting damaged, and if you pay attention to the movie, you can even notice that the ambulance that um, crashed into the tree is still right there, so that's a fun little um, callback for fans. But yeah, the movie itself works whether you've seen the show or not. It is very open to new newcomers. It does go uh, outlandish. It is one of those, because which realistically most of these tend to, uh, whether they're good or not, uh, because it's like, oh, now 
all of Springfield is in danger and the Simpsons have to save it. There's a dome over it. The government's gonna nuke it and it's all just crazy stuff. But for the most part, it, it still feels like it's, you know, a Simpsons progression. Like it's still like, okay, one thing leads to another, leads to another and it just gets crazier and crazier and that's how we get there. So that that's part of why it works in this movie because the Simpsons has always been wacky. It's just that it goes so wacky in this movie that it um kind of goes too outlandish, which... You know, again, it works for this, even though, yeah, that's a a big problem with a lot of these movies when it comes to these movies based on shows that in trying to top off whatever the show's done, they go way too far. Like, you know, you had like the Hey Arnold movie where it's like, oh, the whole neighborhood is going to be destroyed by a guy who's going to turn it into a mini mall and there's spies in the movie and K and, you know... Uh, the second Rugrats movie had the kids piloting a, a, a giant um, Reptar Mac. So, you know, make of that what you will. But still, like I said, even though it goes outlandish, it, it, it works. And, you know, with that, I should really discuss the plot of the movie. So, the, the, the movie essentially is, okay, so uh, Grandpa, during um, the church um, sermon... Um, has an epiphany like well not an epiphany but he has like a vision where basically it's like oh um you know there's a twisted tale a thousand eyes um trapped forever something like that so it's pretty much hinting at what's gonna happen in the movie where things are gonna go bad marge is the only one that seems to be concerned about it and tries figuring it out and even though she figures it out it pretty much goes bad regardless because pretty much you have homer who after Daring Bart to um, skateboard around the the whole town naked, which fun scene. Uh, I'm amazed that Disney Plus still kept in Bart's penis because, like, you know, that's the whole joke. Is like, you know, Bart is being covered by everything as he's you know skateboarding around naked. Leading to one of my favorite um, Ralph jokes, where he just looks at him and says, "I like men now," but you have Bart pretty much skateboarding around, and at some point, after so many things covering him, you see his. To his penis and it's you know full frontal um granted it's it's you know a little drawing so i guess that's why they allow it but it's still just weird that like you know disney plus has censored a lot of things i'm amazed that this is not one of them but i guess it's because the simpsons have that much power so after that uh homer you know finds finds a pig you know it's the typical simpsons thing where something happens and you know homer of course gets into his shenanigans in this case homer um, after picking up Bart, get some some crusty burgers, and he ends up um, seeing a pig that they were using for an ad, and he takes it home. Marge uh, quickly realizes, wait a second, twist to tell that's part of the problem. But Homer not really convinces her to keep the pig, but he pretty much just keeps the pig. And of course, if you know anything about the show, you know that Marge doesn't really argue much about it because she's Marge. From there. There's a whole subplot with um, Lisa trying to clean up um, the environment, mostly because she's trying to impress a boy that they introduce in this movie, which then leads to what ends up being the the major problem, where basically Homer pretty much was keeping a bunch of the the the, the pig's crap, which you know the pig goes through different names. He's got like Spider Pig, uh, Plopper, Plopper being the, the 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 main name they go with. Plopper, you know, of course, is an animal and he poops a lot, so. Homer keeps it all in a silo, and Marge tells him, like, okay, you gotta dump it. He essentially starts going to the proper place to dump it, but when he hears there's a cell, or, um, well, pretty much the donut shop is closing, so he pretty much is like, oh, you gotta get it, you know, donuts is, you know, 
you know, the donuts before it's gone forever. Uh, Homer decides, okay, let me speed it up by just dumping it into a river, which ends up um, poisoning it because it's like the, the pig, pig crap is so much that it, it pretty much causes like all this radiation and pollution, which then leads to uh, a squirrel who gets into the water getting a bunch of eyes, thousand eyes. The government gets involved, the Environmental Protection Agency, which is the, like the last thing that Grandpa warned about, EPA, EPA gets involved. And because of how polluted Springfield is, uh, thanks to Homer, they get trapped under a dome, which is where the movie goes for, you know, uh, for its, the book of its runtime. From there, we get other shenanigans. Um, Homer, of course, is revealed to be the problem, so everyone in Springfield tries killing him. The Simpson family manage, manages to escape the, the dome. They go to Alaska, and... From there, they eventually have to return and save the day. You know, it's, it's a Simpsons episode, but stretched out. And because it's a longer story, they go wackier and wackier and wackier with each of the stuff. You do get, like like I said, like little subplots. Like, oh, look, here's Lisa trying to impress a boy. Uh, here's Bart, who's now having issues with Homer as his dad. And starts realizing, like, hey, Flanders is actually a pretty good parent. Um, you know, the, the religious neighbor Flanders. Maggie is pretty much Maggie the baby and Marge of course starts you know questioning um her relationship with Homer which you know again typical plot line of the show though it does get really emotional at some point where she actually um tapes over to a wedding tape as a way of saying like okay yeah this is the final straw and it starts playing um the Carpenters um uh close by you I believe I, I may be, get, be getting that wrong but it, it's you know if you've seen the show long enough you know which song it is it's often you know, paired as Homer and Marge's um, song, especially in their dear season. So it, it is a really nice emotional sequence. And yeah, you know, again, it's just a really fun movie. It's got a lot of quick jokes. It acknowledges that it's a TV show movie because the movie opens up with Itchy and Scratchy there. It, and that's this theatrical short, but then it's revealed like, oh, uh, the Simpson family are right there in the theater watching the movie and they're pretty much, well, Homer is pretty much calling it out saying like, you ended up paying to watch something that you could watch on TV for free. Like, you guys are a bunch of idiots and he even points at like, you know, directly at you. So it's, that's kind of funny, which leads to the, to the intro of the movie. Uh, of course, it's, it's done like the, the intro of the show. And, and throughout the movie, you get a lot a lot of little jokes like that. Like, at some point, you get an advertisement for a show that... Well, not not a real show that was on Fox. But, it, you know, they even mentioned, like, oh, yeah, now we're advertising even on our movies. Towards towards um, the latter half of the movie, there's a to-be-continue um, gag, or it's, like, to-be-continued right now. So that stuff works, even though... I will admit, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, I mean, for me at least anyways, because it, it, while it is funny, it's the kind of thing that um, can be a little tiring just because part of my my appeal when it comes to a lot of these movies where they're adaptations of stuff, even if they're continuations of shows, is just seeing how well they can tell the story without having to fall back on, you know, certain things. And because it's falling back on acknowledging that, hey, we were a TV show, it, it starts getting a little distracting. Like, it's almost saying, it, it trying to tell you, yes, this is longer than normal or whatever and again while it, while it is fun it, it just becomes um too much like i i prefer would have as much as i love those jokes i would have preferred that they maybe not highlight it too much 
Like, maybe after the, the initial itching and scratching one, because that's actually a pretty good opening just to kind of mock the audience a little bit. But once you get to the other ones, even though they're, they're little, little quick gags, it, it just starts to feel like, okay, I, I, I get it. You kind of already made this joke at the start of the movie, doing it again, again for me at least, just feels like you're kind of falling back, like, you know, trying to, almost like you're trying to say to the audience, hey, you know, if you have issues with this, just keep in mind that normally we don't run this long, so, you know, talk about that. But yeah, like, you know, for the most part, the jokes still land. Uh, the only other ones that, to me at least, are a little awkward now is that because this is a movie from, like, 2007, which, um, I don't want to say that homophobia was okay, but it was much more common uh, than it is now when it comes to when it comes to things. You have a few jokes in there where it's like, oh, the joke is that they're gay. Like, you know, at one point, March thinks that the police have caught her, but it turns out that it's two gay officers who were just finding a motel to, you know, have sex with each other, and it's like... It's not the worst um, gay joke I've ever heard, but it's one of those where it's like, it's still a joke where the punchline is, they're gay, and it's still kind of like, eh, I don't know, that wouldn't really fly by today. I mean, you know, granted, there is that Ralph bit that I mentioned that I really did like, but with that one, that's uh, that one still kind of holds up, mostly because uh, the joke is less that he's gay and more like, well... Well, I mean, granted, it is that he's gay, but it, it's not, like, an insulting way. Like, it's just kind of saying, like, hey, look, Ralph just sees a naked person and automatically he's in love with them or something. So, that, I, I don't know. At least that one, to me, works a little bit more in that regard. But, um, yeah, there's not a lot of misses in this movie. Like, I know a lot of people like to say that the show has lost its touch. Even by this point, when, when it came out in 2007, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's not being fun at, if funny at, like, season 8 or season 9 or 10 or 11. I've noticed a lot of people change up which season they consider to be the golden age of The Simpsons. So at a certain point, I'm just like, you know, it's not being funny whenever you decide it's stopping funny or maybe when you decided to stop watching it. I don't know. Point is, I still find it pretty funny every now and then. And this movie is definitely one where it's funny all throughout. Most people tend to agree with that. I know some people still feel like, eh, not, not one of the strongest materials, but it's better than, you know, what they normally do when they, when they suck. For the most part, it, it, it does work. And I'm glad it does because this is a movie that was in development for who knows how long. I mean, as far as I know, the first instance of them trying to do a Simpsons movie was back in season four or late season three. And keep in mind that this movie came out when it was in season 18. We are, you know, at this point, this is an old movie, if we're being honest. And when the movie came out, it was already an old show. So that kind of says a lot um, of how long it took. Because there was various episodes that they wanted to do, like apparently the... The season four opener, Camp Krusty, which if you've seen that episode, you can kind of see where they could have turned that into a movie. Um, they apparently wanted to do an itch, uh, well, not itch and scratchy, but, um, like, like a music, a Fantasia musical kind of a uh, movie. Like, if you've ever seen, um, the joke Scratasia, apparently, I, I don't know if that joke specifically was meant for a movie or that was just like a, a tease for what they were planning to do. They had a Troy McClure movie, which, you know, that's a character that hasn't, hasn't been seen in years because of the tragic event that happened with the voice actor on that. Hell, even before this came out, apparently one of the movies, one of the episodes that they had wanted to do, which I believe was like a season 16 or 17 episode where, um, Marge, um, decides to go off and save manatees after catching Homer, basically allowing uh, the mafia to, to film like a, like a porno in their house. 
So it's definitely something that they've been doing for years uh, at, at that point. And you can tell because it, it, you know, one, if you've seen the movie, you'll notice that there's a lot of mistakes in the animation. There's a lot of errors. But at the same time, you'll notice that there's the jokes are pretty much, you know, coming all over the place. I mean, there's... Like, from my understanding, um, almost every writer that had been on the show up to that point had been brought back with the exception of maybe, like, two or three, at least from my understanding. And, yeah, I mean, you know, it definitely does feel like that. Like, there's a lot of jokes where it's just like, okay, we're throwing jokes at you just because. And, you know, again, it it does work. It's just, you know, it it becomes noticeable that they're throwing everything at you. And for the most part, like I said, it still works. It is a nice way to get get the show onto the big screen with with this uh, along with the animation which for the most part the animation is neat i like the coloring in a lot of this movie even though it's a little i don't know maybe it's because you know since it's been 15 years and disney plus maybe this doesn't have the best um the best file on it or maybe they it's in dire need of a remaster or, or whatever the term would be but um some of it can look a bit grimy but for the most part, I do like the coloring on this movie. The shading is nice, and it's just a really good upgrade of the TV show, and especially with it being one of the, the few animated movies that has the widescreen at one of the widest settings. Like, it's normally, when it comes to animated movies, they have it um less wide than your average um, movie, uh, live-action movie. This one goes for a really wide look to the point that it really does complement the visuals, especially because at any given moment, even when you're just hearing jokes, you might be seeing jokes. And that works, just seeing like all the little details of various characters and whatnot. The only part where the only part where the animation, to me, at least um, kind of fails is just with some of the 3D stuff. Like, the 3D is done pretty well when it comes to, like, the objects and whatnot. But the problem is that when it comes to the settings, um, you'll notice that at times the characters look very flat and it's it's not a very good meshing of the two. You'll have, like, for example, like, uh, during the opening when uh, Green Day is... Um, getting sunk by all the pollution in the lake as Green Day is pretty much playing their instruments before they die. You'll see, like, um, the barge that they're on is is made of... is like a 3D object, so as it's lifting, you see a lot of depth on that, but when you see the characters, they look like cardboard cutouts, and that that's where the animation does fail. But that's not a, a very common problem throughout the movie. It, it is something that happens but for the most part the, the movie is, is is a very gorgeous looking thing, thing even though you know the Simpsons show while i wouldn't say it's um never looked good it's never been one where I, I would say um beauty and the animation is exactly its strong suit like you know it, it is more for the laughs and you know this still is but it's still just nice to look at the the, the amount of quality and the upgrade that they got for for this movie and in any case, if you're ever interested in watching this movie, I don't know if it's on Disney+, Plus, um, but if you get the DVD or Blu-ray, which shouldn't be that hard, they're, they're fairly common and they're not very, very expensive now since this is, a again, an old movie. I would definitely recommend watching the commentary with this. It's almost like a class on, the, on its own. I mean, realistically, if you've ever owned any of the seasons of The Simpsons, the commentaries are always um, worthwhile and also light. Okay, we'll continue on without the light. The commentaries are always worthwhile, especially for this movie. At times, the, the, the like, if you see the commentary version, it actually stops, and that's pretty neat because it, it gives you an idea, like, okay, this is how they made certain things. 
Um, we, we need to fully explain how certain stuff happens. And, and it works. It, it, it really does. Like, for, for example, in the scene where Homer um, finds out that Marge has left them, the movie stops for 10 minutes as the, the people who made it explain the whole process of how the whole scene was done, how pretty much it was the hardest scene of the movie to, to do for voice acting because it was them trying to know just the right amount of emotion out of Marge's voice. And you, again, it, it, it pays off because it is a very emotional scene and just stuff like that is always neat to see from this but yeah definitely watch it if you're especially if you're curious about learning about this stuff on the whole though if you're not a fan of the simpsons i don't know if this will convince you to be a fan of the simpsons but you might still enjoy it it, it still has plenty of laughs i know some people who aren't really big fans of the simpsons who enjoyed this movie pretty well if you've never seen it you'll definitely enjoy it even if you've never been a fan and of course if you're a fan i don't need to tell you to watch this movie you probably already have and you definitely enjoyed it for the most part it is a very solid movie. It's definitely one of the best um, animated features based on the TV show. I don't know if I would rank it above the second SpongeBob movie, but I, I would definitely rank it above the the first one. In terms, I mean, granted, in terms of ranking, I mean, it's all over the place. I think, if I'm completely honest, the Bob's Burgers movie might be the the new best um, animated feature based on a TV show, but. I don't know. Again, it, it, it all really depends on that. Uh, for the most part, it's still a great one. So that's what matters most to me at the end of the day. And it's what should be um, entertained by it. I mean, it, it's just got a lot of great laughs. Um, a lot of great um, emotion. The animation is great. I, I still get, get impressed by just how quick for a, a TV series movie and how much is still witty and it's just they throw so much at you and it never really lets go of um that momentum so on that front it's definitely a worthwhile watch but yeah you know happy 15th anniversary to the simpsons movie it's it's cool that you were the highest grossing to the animated feature for the longest time that wasn't made by disney granted technically you still are but you're now owned by disney so i don't know i don't know how people feel about that but point is it's great Go watch it if you haven't. Watch it again if you have. And you won't regret it whether you're a fan or not. So thank you for listening. This has been Octavio Macias, host of I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse. And I hope you join me next week as I continue to talk about animated features. Yes, me. Everybody in this theater is a giant sucker. Especially you. Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And with that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again. And I hope to see you in the coming future.